title tonight's talk, I really, gonna, I really believe it's going to help you. I really believe tonight's talk's going to help you. This is for anyone who's on a 911 uh, spiritual warfare moment. This is for anybody that's really close to, like, quitting on God. Tonight's for you. Tonight's for someone who's just been contemplating life. Maybe you've been suicidal thoughts. Maybe some of you guys want to, you know, go the wrong way, take a wrong turn. Is church really for me? Is God really for me? Some of you guys want to let go of relationships. Lord, is this what you want me to do? Or what am I going to do? Some of you guys got some issues weighing on you, some family issues. The enemy is attacking your home. I'm getting sober now. It feels like I'm flying by this. It's because I want to get to the answer. Listen, the answer is tonight's talk. Somebody say, work it out. No, y'all didn't believe that. Somebody say, work it out. Say it like you mean it. Say, work it out. Can you play with me? Make me sound better. You make me sound so much better. Amen. Work it out. Let me let me first just come to you with a personal story. You see, I was uh, around 17 years of age. I had a girlfriend, had a car, I was in school. I worked for the church, um, doing stuff I, I shouldn't have been doing. Um, just kind of like half and half out, you know, with the whole like submission to God thing. Some context. I was super stressed out. Super stressed out. Has anybody felt stressed this year? Raise your hand. Come on. You feel a little bit stressed. Anybody feel a little overwhelmed? Overwhelmed. Amen. I, I came, hands down, I came to my leader. I said, bro, I'm too stressed out, bro. Take something away from me. I want to do a lot in God. I can't be a good student. I want to be a good student. I can't be a good boyfriend. I want to be a good boyfriend. I can't be a good son. I can't do all this at once. What do you got for me? And then my mentor looked at me. He said, boy, I got you. It's not working. He said, boy, I got you. He read a book. He, he found a graph on the book, and he showed it to me, and I'm going to show it to you, and it's really going to help you. If you ever feel stressed out, if you ever feel like you got a lot of things going on, because here's the thing. A lot of us were faced with busyness. A lot of us were just so busy. Bum, 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 Due dates, due dates, due dates, due dates. And then it's really up until you get like a calendar or a schedule that your life seems to make a little bit of sense. But if you don't rock with any of those two, life is just so fast and things are just showing up and relationships are breaking and things are just happening. And the thing is, that does affect your walk with Jesus. Did you know that? I mean, if you approach God with two problems versus 200 problems, your worship might be a little different. And the thing is, we're asking God to bless things that we've already cursed. We're asking God to walk into land that we have him closed off to. So what I'm believing is that this graph is literally how you do everything. It's really going to help you because it helped me and my life changed. And if I'm here today, it's because of this graph. All right? So it, it, I forgot the name of it, but we're going to call it the Work It Out Board. Somebody say Work It Out Board. Anybody taking notes? This is a great time to take notes. Unless you have photographic memory. So you're going to draw a square. If you're taking notes, draw a square. All sides are the same side. Same length. Okay. Draw a cross. Not a cross, but you know what I mean. All right. You have quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, and quadrant four. You guys, everybody see this? You guys see that? Anybody taking notes? Work it out, board. This is what we're doing. Okay, so section one, right? So in these boxes is where you put what you do. In these boxes, you put what you do, what you do. All right? So how many guys home, how many guys got homework due tonight at 11.59? Okay. We're finishing early, I promise. <laughs> that was so real. All right, if you can't see, I just did an HW 
and I circled it, okay? HW's homework. So square one, you guessed it. Square one is for everything in your life that's urgent and important. You catch that? Y'all here tonight? If I were closing my eyes, it would sound like three people. You guys here tonight? There you go. Urgent, I'll write it down. One, I'll put a U, urgent and important. All right? Quadrant two, not urgent, but important. Quadrant two. Can you guys tell me something you need to do that is not urgent, but it's important? Someone said, check your tire pressure. Thank you. <laughs> T-P. You guys are quick. <laughs> you see that T-P? Check your tire pressure, right? Why is that not urgent but important? Because eventually, if you're not checking up on it, you're going to go to church one day, and you're going to have a flat. And then you go call your friend and say, yo, this is a sign from God. I'm not supposed to go to church. Where are we going tonight? And it's like, no, 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 that's not God. You just weren't living correct. <laughs> you're irresponsible. You see how that works? Or you get the flat, and you're like, God, why are you doing this to me? He's like, just check your tire pressure every two months. I give you a mind, didn't I? So quadrant two is stuff. Guys, it's really kind of fun, fun now, but later on, it's going to be greater. So just catch it. It's not urgent, but it's important. Number three, and you guessed it, urgent, but not important. Urgent, not, and that's an I under that. So can you guys give me something that's urgent, but it's not important? I'm going to give you one. Emails. You can be on e I'd be on emails, no lie, like 30 minutes. Click, read, reply, click, read, delete, 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 delete. And I find myself, okay, I'll give you another one, social media. I'm the type of person that I can't go off of Instagram until I've seen a picture I've seen twice. I'm like, and then look at the clock, and I've been on social media for two hours. And I slipped into the YouTube hole. That's a deep hole. Anybody slip into a YouTube hole? What'd you do today? What the heck? I was on YouTube all day, bro. I woke up, brushed my teeth, and watched YouTube till 6 p.m. It's urgent, but it's not important. And then number four, my favorite, you guessed it, not urgent, not important. Somebody's last service said uh, video games. So I'll put a put a G for games. I'll put a N for Netflix. Guys, I'm not preaching against Netflix. I'm just reminding you that that show you need to watch, you really don't need to watch it. You will survive. You will have a great life. We got it? We got it? We got it? We got an idea? Quadrant one, urgent and important. Quadrant two, not urgent but important. Quadrant three, Urgent, not important. Quadrant four, not urgent, not important. I dare you to do this with your daily tasks. Right? So, by the way, urgent, quadrant one. Everyone, I don't know if you ever met somebody that lives in quadrant one. You ever met someone that lives in quadrant one? That everything goes in quadrant one? Everything they're doing is urgent and important? You ever met that person? Yo, what you doing? I'm about, I'm about to go to the courthouse. Why? You don't want to know. What? What does that even mean? Yo, what you doing? Nah, I got to run to Publix. Why? We got no food in my house. Like, what? 
Why'd you wait to the point you had no food to get food? You trying to hang out? Nah, I got to go this, I got to do that. Because everything is just procrastinated and everything's in quadrant one. My procrastinators live life on quadrant one. When you have an email due, you got homework due, you got something for church, you got, you got to do so much stuff. But if you did it last week, if you did it two months ago, you wouldn't have been straight. This is for my people. The first week of school, they tell you, there's an end of the semester project. It's at the end of the semester. Don't forget it. Right? So, ready, ready? I'm going to preach now. I'm going to preach now. Ready? So, if, if I'm told that I have a project in six weeks, that's a long time to do a project. How many guys pumped out a project night of? How many guys pumped out a project in class? My real gangsters. Real G's. How many of y'all just got a zero? Who just straight up got a zero? Like, I just didn't even do it. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know. That's God. That's God. I didn't get to do it. That's God. That's not God. So what happens is, watch this. When something is not urgent but important, if you wait long enough, that homework, you could have taken six weeks. You could have took two minutes a day for three months. But you're taking a whole day the day of. When you leave things for last minute, when you don't prioritize things, when you don't take things and put them first, when you don't take things and put vision on it, say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it done. You know what happens? Christian, believer, student, coworker, we live in the quadrant one and we become too stressed. Because when you don't have stuff in quadrant two, they automatically fall into quadrant one. So what was a small project is now taking a whole night's rest. What was once a relationship I could have just kept up with every couple weeks, now it's some, they're in the hospital, and I got to get to know them again just to tell them I love them. Get to know them again, tell them I'm sorry. Christian, believer, student, whoever you are, this is going to help you in life. Live in quadrant two because whatever's in quadrant two matters to you. It's important. That's not urgent. You see, for me, that, my number two, that has been my number two, forever is speaking Spanish. And you can blame my parents. They raised me. They only spoke Spanish when I was in trouble. So it was like, like a secret language I couldn't understand. Mira ese niño. I was like, what? Niño, I know that. They're talking to each other, man, stuff going on. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Guys, God is calling us to live in the quadrant too. I know Sp Spanish will help me in my ministry, will help me in my relationships, just people. So many people talk Spanish. I know I need to learn Spanish. It's going to be awkward the day I go up to someone in a foreign country that needs to hear Jesus. And they say, que? And I'm like, what? I knew four years ago that you were important, but you weren't urgent. So I didn't get to it. And, and, and here's the thing. When we take things from quadrant two and we push them to quadrant one, this is where we fall apart. This is where the stress happens. Quadrant one is where you get pushed to your limits. Quadrant one is when I get those text messages later at night, hey, I think I'm going to quit ministry. Hey, I think I'm going to quit this relationship. Hey, I don't think this is for me. Hey, I don't think this is my season. That is a lie from the enemy. If you take what God has given you and you are a good steward of it and you work it out, there's nothing that could be impossible for you. You're more than a conqueror. You're stronger than that. There's more in you, young adult. Whole life ahead of you. There's bills. Y'all got bills now. There's more bills coming. Some of y'all got debt, got relationships. And when you live in the quadrant two, you're already reaping the benefits of what you've already sown. Live in the quadrant two. It's not urgent, but it's important. 
And I want to tie that into tonight's talk. Some of you guys are saying, Pastor, what does this have to do with the spiritual? This is supposed to be church, not a positive teaching. Listen to me. My Bible says that what happens in the physical paves way to what happens in the spiritual. I'm going to prove it to you. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 18, 18. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be, typo, bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, friend, there's a connection. There's an obvious connection between the physical and the spiritual. There's an obvious connection. Anybody ever been baptized in here? Shoot your hand up like you're proud. Anybody been baptized? Hands down. What is baptism? Baptism is an outward expression of an inward confession. It's not you're literally becoming a new person. You don't, like, raise up from the water, like, a different skin tone. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm white now. No, no, no. There's not, it's not so much of a physical change, but this is spiritual change. Because you did something in faith. Wow. Because you made a decision in faith, believing in God. When you rose up from those waters, you rose up a new man and a new woman. Anybody here tonight? There is a connection. Listen to me, because you're looking at this as a to-do list, and you're saying, I need, where are the fuzzy feelings? Where, where, where's the conviction? Where's, where's those stuff that happens every week? Listen, I'm helping you out. Because when you change some things on earth, things will be changed in heaven. When you lose some things on earth, they will be loosed in heaven. Baptism. Perfect example. Jesus, you know what his last conversation with his 12 homies was? This is what he said. Listen, take this bread. It's my body. What? It's your body? You want a bread, boy. What's up, man? No, no, no. Drink, drink this wine. That's my blood. It's grape juice. You know how many have been in church and done communion? It's grape juice. You playing? No, 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 no. It's not literal blood. It's symbolic. But what you do in the physical, if you have faith, something is happening in the spiritual. Something is happening in the spiritual. Here's a great example. Laying of hands. That may just seem like a touch. Like right now, you guys... Some of my friends had their hands up. God, I want, I want you to pray for me. I want some friends to pray. And then once someone just put their hands on, you kind of just felt like a, whoa, something just happened. Whoa. That's what we, you know, we all worship. And then once you hold somebody's hands, it's like, whoa, something just happened. I know it's just a physical touch. But something's going on in the spiritual. I can't tell. I can feel it, though. The Bible talks 24 times about laying hands. And it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 40, it says, while the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases, brought to them to him. They brought them to Jesus, the feet of the cross, right? Um, and his laying hands on each of them, he was healing them. So God, Jesus is laying hands on people, and they're beginning to get healed, all right? So, so, so what does that mean? That God can make something physical go to physical and something physical change. But then in Acts chapter 8, verse 17, something even crazier happens. It says they began laying hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So I know the physical, physical, I get that, but the physical, spiritual, when a believer puts his hands on me and they place their hands, the Holy Spirit entered my, my heart and my soul? It's because when you do something in the physical, you leave space for the supernatural. My only point tonight, when we work with what we have, 
we can then expect a heavenly harvest. My only point tonight. When we work on what we have, we can then expect a heavenly harvest. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Friends, hear me. I'm almost done. When God gives you something, he, he, he's asking you, he's, this is a question, what are you going to do with it? Two questions. When we die, we're going to get to heaven. We're going to look at Jesus out of eye. He's going to say, what you do with my name? What you do with my power? What you do with it? God's going to look at you and say, what you do with my son? I'm going to look back and say, I gave everything I had. I submitted my whole life. Come on. I gave up the riches for earth for eternal riches in heaven. I gave up popularity on earth to know the only person that matters, Jesus Christ. That's why I did it. That's why I submitted myself. That's why I gave up myself every single day. And, and, and here's the thing, friend, what would happen if you put the things of God in quadrant two instead of keeping God in quadrant one? Because let me tell you, a lot of you guys have been trained, you've been programmed to believe that you only cry out to God when you need help. It's in movies, it's in shows, I'm like, right now, in the name of Jesus, I need you right now. Right? You know how bad I would, you know how bad of a friend you are when you only call me when you need something from me? I got friends like that. Yo, bro. This man want gas money. What's up, bro? Nah, man. How you been? How you been? How you been? Man, I'm straight. What's up? Be real. Nah, man. How many times? Is that your prayer life? God, I need something. God, I need this right now. God, there's something coming up. I'm going to fast. So that guy, I, I get the heart of it, but man, let's live God and worship him like he's important but not urgent. Because if I only come to you when I need something, I'm coming, I'm coming to you for what you do and not because of who you are. And when we live in quadrant two, you know what, you know what prayer life looks like in quadrant two? That means, oh, it's 6 p.m., time to pray. You know what? What, what, what fasting looks like in quadrant two? Oh, it's Saturday, fasting breakfast. I'm going to do, this is what I do. You know what, be, you know what being a Christian is in, in quadrant two? Oh, it's Sunday, time to wake up, go to church. It's Friday, time to go to church. It's Hope Group, I'm going there. It's Leaders Conference, I'm signing up. That's what I do. I promise you, God, I give you my commitment. You are part of my life. I'm not waiting for something to happen to call on your name. I'm not waiting for everything to crumble and fall apart for me to lift my hands and worship. I'm not waiting for all my relationships to dwindle to then come to the one relationship that matters the most. God, I'm living like you're all I need. And I'm living like you're the most important thing and not just an option and not just any other thing I could do. I promise you, believer, I promise you, when you live with Jesus in your quadrant too, not urgent but important, you are paving way for the supernatural to happen. Although you're working, listen, although it seems like you're just lifting your hands and worshiping, it just, it's just so like physical. There's something spiritual going on. God is blessing you. God is moving things in your behalf. God is setting things in place for you. And we live submitted to God. Matthew 18, 18, truly I tell you whatever you bind. Oh, Luke 16, cool. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Here's the thing. Here's a question. So, so I'm supposed to work with what I've been given. All of us, we've been given something. Cross your heart. Everybody in the room, just cross your heart. Everybody has a heartbeat. We all have a heartbeat. You have a heartbeat. I have a heartbeat. 
And, and it's our duty to make a promise to God to say, Lord, as long as my heart is beating, I'm living for you. I'm submitted to your will. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed in this room. When you make a way for God, God makes a way for you. Let him minister to you right now. Let God speak to you. Let God speak to you. We're going to take five minutes for this. Five minutes for this. Everybody's still. Nobody moving. Everybody's still. Really still. Really still. The physical paves way for the spiritual. The physical. The physical. What you do. The way you walk, the way you talk, where you move, where you go, how you act. You're paving the way for the Spirit to do something. You're paving the way for the Spirit to act upon what you have set in place. See, all of this place, every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to give an opportunity for guests to say yes to Jesus tonight. Friends, maybe you've been coming here for three, four weeks, a month, I don't know, however long you've been here. Or maybe it's your first time tonight. Whoever you are in this place, every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. If you want to make a decision tonight to say yes to Jesus, I just want to encourage you for just a moment. Majority of people in this room have made this decision to say yes to God. Here's what salvation is. This is a cool church word for confessing with your mouth and believing with your heart that Jesus is Lord. And you're saved. Saved by grace through faith. Every head bowed back. If you want to make a decision right now to say yes to Jesus, Here's the application. I want you to raise your hand in the count of three. Unafraid, unashamed. If that's you, one, two, three. We want you to shoot your hand up. There we go. One hand, two hand, three hands, four hands, five hands, six hands, seven hands, eight hands. Put your hand down. Put your hand down. Church, can we stand up? Can we stand up? Can we stand up? Amen. Come on, grab that hand of the person next to you. Let's say a prayer right now. As the worship begins to come up a little bit, we're going to say a prayer. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus, we love you. You're my priority, Lord. I find my strength in you. I lean to you. There's nothing that could take your place. See, if you raise your hand tonight, if you're one of the seven that raised your hand tonight, the Bible says confess with your, your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you're saved. Let's do that together right now. Somebody say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Write my name in your book of life. Put my, my name in the palm of your hand. Jesus, you're Lord of my life. I will serve you for all of my days. Thank you for what you did for me, for forgiving me, for loving me even when I didn't love you. Thank you. And I will live my life as a reflection of my love for you. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, seven people tonight, seven friends.